What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode... 135? I think it might be 136. Is it 136? I think it was, I thought it was 135. Holy moly. How do we not even know? I always... It be, is. It's 135. 135, yep. 135. That's, I was going to say, that's Way what I thought Way to be on it, it Matt. Yeah, I was all over that one. Way to be on it. You are ugly, start, but you know your right. episode numbers, and, and that's that's why I keep you around. you got to start getting sharp-witted again. You know, school's starting here that's, next week, so... That's right. This was all a test. I actually got to go back to work now, so... Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, you got... Is it... You go Thursday. back... Thursday of this week? Yeah, in service on Thursday and Friday. And then next week, students. And then next Tuesday, we get the students, so. That's good for you. Yeah. That's good for you. You've been slacking off for a little too long. Got to go back to the working man's world. Yep. Get some of them working man's blues. Yep. Uh, Dirtbags, if uh, if you're new to this show, uh, Matt uh, Matt's school teacher, physical education in the uh, elementary grades. Yep. Uh when your kid comes home with a black eye from the uh, from the teacher throwing a dodgeball at him, that was probably Matt. So uh, probably. And uh, also, if you're new to this show and you're like, "Hey, this guy called me a dirtbag not only once but twice," and and we're not even a full minute into this show, uh, that's 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 the name of the that's people that listen are. to this show. So uh, you know that's that's not a bad thing. It, nope. It's a compliment. It's a it's a pat on the back to be called dirtbag. Right. It's like being called fat, but with PH instead of an F. That's right. Yes. That's right. Like, I mean, it goes from being like an insult to being like <laughs> badass. Like, you know, that's, that's a difference. That, so, uh, no, you are a dirtbag now officially because you are listening to this podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're like, uh, and, and at the end of the episode, you think, wow, I kind of like what I heard there. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, that, that would be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is what we are. We're, uh, we're a Midwest based, uh, fishing podcast. Uh, it's a couple of dudes in Scott's basement talking, fishing. That's and just it. A we're lot not, of other stuff. You so. know, we're not trying to be anything that we're not. Uh, we are who we are. Yep. Uh, we're, we're not pros. We're, uh, we're just regular old dudes and, and we appreciate you tuning in. Um, yeah, I guess <clears throat> that's all there is to that. Uh, Matt, I, I was scrolling through Facebook this afternoon, and, uh, and 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 there was a kid, a kid, a younger kid, that posted a picture on one of the Facebook pages, I don't know what it was, uh, and said that he had caught a six-pound largemouth bass. Six-pound largemouth. Six-pound largemouth bass. It was a good fish. I'll, I'll give was. him that. It, it was fine, whatever. But I think four pounds would have stopped it, and and it might have even been closer to three. <laughs> One of those deals. Yep. And you know, we actually had this here a while back, where a person from our town's uh, mom had wrote that that uh, their had kid had, had caught a big fish, and it was it was a it good was fish. Right. And uh, there there was some poundage that was thrown <laughs> so, out, and, and there was and a lot was of people like, talking how big it was, and. And it was caught in our river here, and there's no way that you're going to catch one that big in our river. You're not going to catch a six-pound smallmouth. No. I mean, I guess it's possible. I, yeah, it, you could. Everything's but possible. But the time of the year it was and everything yep. like that, our our smallmouth bass in our river stay really skinny. And, yep. and I mean, you can catch one that's, you know, you can catch a 21 or a 22-incher, but it isn't going to be six pounds like the, you know, the length chart says and stuff like that. So Right. So... You know, back back to you know what I'm saying. You get a young kid; he throws out a a weight, and and you full well know that that's not right. 
I mean, this kid was getting lit up on the comment section. Right. Lit up. Yeah. And and a part of me is like, oh, for Pete's sakes, guys, like, you know, it's just a dang freaking 13-year-old, let him be, you know, whatever. But in the same breath, you know, I you know, he he should know. He should know. How how is that? You know what what does a guy do? Is it a grown? If it's a grown up, is it different? I think there is pri- an age limit. I, I mean, think there is like an age limit there? where you can kind of you know tee off on the person and be you like, don't harass anyone that doesn't have a driver's license, right? It's kind of like if <laughs> they didn't have to. Maybe like if they didn't have to buy the fishing license, you can't razz them. But if they bought the fishing license and they're so they're over sixteen or eighteen, whatever wherever you're at. Um, because this can, happens all the like, time. Oh, all the time. I mean, time. this is not I mean, anything that's like, oh wow, I, man. I, I even even a dude holds up a bluegill in front of their three year old son or daughter, and it says, "Yeah, I caught his first fish, this four inch bluegill." And everybody's like, "Any four inches? That's like three, <laughs> maybe two. You're always gonna have that one guy that's gonna. You're always gonna have those haters that are gonna come in and question it. So, like, I I am a person that's just going to scroll on by. Right, yeah. I I have never once called somebody out for weight. I'll be honest, I have screenshotted and probably sent it to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of times where there's screenshots and it's like, really, what do you think? How big do you think this thing is? You know, yeah. And, you know, I'll be the first one to admit, I have taken pictures of big fish, you know, myself with big fish. And, and, you know, you let the fish go, you grab the phone from your buddy and you look at it and, and it's like, like, oh man, that what doesn't look the f- <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that seriously, just- <laughs> that's the best you could do. Yeah. And, and, you know, but I've also, I've also taken pictures. There, there's certain people that take good pictures. Oh, you yeah. take, you take a pretty good picture. Uh, Ramrod do. takes a pretty good picture. Craggy takes a pretty good picture, right. but I've been with people that you get your phone back and it's like you are down in the corner, like not even in the center of the picture, like <laughs> off to the side. I mean, half your body's cut off. Half the picture like... is blue sky on top <laughs> of you. And it's like, Oh wow. you know, that, Thanks for catching the, you know, the, the center of the, of the picture. But I, I, you know, there, there are pictures that do fish more justice than others. Oh, definitely. And, and so, you know, you've always got that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line and calling them out. If I think if the person is just like happy about it and they're just sharing it and just say it, you know, you don't have to say anything, but if they're like, I guess if they're kind of popping off at the mouth about it a little bit, or just kind of like, I think you're right on that. Like brag, yeah. like if they're like bragging and talking about how like, you know, maybe like, Oh, it ain't that hard to catch like a thirty-inch walleye and all this stuff, and they're just you know they're they're kind of going there going after the, it. So there are so those it's like wait a minute here, you know it's kind of like you know put it in reverse here, Terry. We're going to talk about this a little <laughs> bit, you know. So you got to oh Terry. <laughs> so you so you got to you got to keep them honest a little bit and be like, okay, that might be twenty-five, but that ain't no thirty. I all think right? you're one hundred percent right on that. You know. I, I would I'll be the first person to just keep on scrolling by if somebody puts it puts it on there and and whatever but I have seen those guys that you know start yakking a little too much in the comment yep. section on a post you know about how you know why would you ever catch God I'm always or, or hire a guide I'm always out here catching the biggest fish and you know any any of those dudes that start talking smack in the comment section, you know about how much better they are and then start posting some pics 
you can or, always you can always take about fifteen percent right. off whatever they're saying. You know, here's me with a thirty inch walleye. Nope. I saw one a while nope. back where nope. a guy jumped in on somebody and was like really going at him about it, but forgot that he had a bunch of pictures that were like of little fish claiming to be like bigger than what they were. So people were going back and they're like saying, "Oh yeah, this is from the dude that's holding up, you know, doing this," and he kind of. He went in. He backed it up pretty fast there too. I've so. I've seen it on the hunting pages a lot. Like somebody starts trash talking, you know, somebody that's shot a deer that you know is is maybe less than 150 inches, yeah. or you know, like I can't can't shoot 160s if you're shooting 110s. And yeah. then you look yeah. back in their profile picture, like five pictures, and, and it's <laughs> and it's them with the freaking little raghorn buck. And they're like, trying to come up with, and they have a big explanation underneath of it that is, oh, you it know, was the last day of the season, right. and oh, I was okay. filling my cousin's tag, you know, because <laughs> she got cancer, and she's in a wheelchair, and, and you know, she really needed the meat. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was still special enough to you that you decided that you were going to put it as your profile right. picture. Like, <laughs> so no i it, you know kind of keep on going you don't have to sit there and make all the comments you know you can give the guy a compliment just tell him nice i mean if they're really excited about it then just be excited for yeah, him. hit the like just, button you know and just say cool you know like nice fish you don't have to be all like tell them how great it is you can just say awesome or something and just keep going or just not even make a comment right so what if you're in a bait shop and you're talking face to face with somebody and they're coming on a little strong, you know, showing you some pictures. Like, are, are you going to call them out if you're face-to-face? Or is it still like, yeah, all right, Daryl. Like, <laughs> I think most people are going to be like, yeah, that's a nice fish and stuff like that. You can kind of, like, you know, like when you're having a conversation with somebody and you kind of got to put on the fake laugh or the sm- fake smile because they think what they said was real funny and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> that's me this whole podcast. I know. <laughs> So I mean, you're just kind of like, oh yeah, that's 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 a nice fish, and you're just thinking to yourself, oh, it's not as big as what you're probably saying it is. But again, like you said, sometimes camera angles can put it off. You know, and sometimes people are like, well, I put it on a scale, and it's like some, you know, rinky dink scale that's been in their tackle box for a long time. That if you'd go and weigh something that's going to weigh heavier. So, so, I mean, there's a lot of variables to it. Two years ago, two years ago, at uh, at the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, you and I were working in the cold snap booth. Yep. And uh, um, I had a guy come up that wanted to buy a 10-inch uh, cold snap cover. And I'm like, you know, well, what you know, what do you got? You know, is it Jiffy or Strike Master or whatever? 10-inch. <laughs> you remember <laughs> yeah. that guy, don't you? Yeah. yeah. 10 inch yeah i i got that man so so are we talking jiffy or you know 10 inch okay, okay. like i'll sell you a 10 inch cover but i i i'm not feeling 100 percent confident that you're gonna like the product when you get home because that son of a gun ain't gonna fit just any any 10 inch but whatever you know fine dandy he was dead set and and so i showed him a few of the uh 10 inchers that we had there and I don't know if he just picked his favorite color or what, but but later on, and this dude was drunk. Like, I mean, <laughs> he had had a few too many tall boys at the Dakota Angler Ice Institute. But uh, he he starts pulling out his phone. He's going to show me some pictures, and and he. Oh, there's this, a reason he's got to have a ten inch hole. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you 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 got a big hole. You catch big fish. That's and, right. And and he. He was showing me some of these whopping uh, uh, northern pike that that he'd be catching, and I mean we're we're throwing out you know that one was forty three, 
yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one was still in the twenties, man. Like, you know, whatever. But I, 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 I kinda, guess I kind of had that situation a while back when I was a few weeks ago when I was down at the river. I was talking to a couple of the kids that were down there fishing and kind of got roasted by them a little bit. We were talking roasted, yeah, boom, well, roasted, well, huh? I don't know if it was an intentional roast or what here, but I was just like, yeah, you know, I was talking to them about fishing. I was like, yeah, I just went over to Okaboji the other day and I caught a few nice ones and I caught like a four and a five that day. And so I was showing them pictures, and one was like, whoa, that's awesome. That's like a two or three pounder. I'm just like, hold up. <laughs> I was like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> that's that's bigger than that, I said. No, He's no. like, nope. <laughs> Calling a spade a spade, man. I was like, oh, yeah, just remember when school starts then, no. But no. <laughs> so. did, did you know that one of the first times that me and you actually interacted on Facebook before we were friends, you called me out for this? Did I? Yeah, that was when I, I had just kind of gotten into catfishing and, uh, I was going down by the racetrack here in town and it was one of those deals where I caught a nice catfish, you know, it, it was a nice yep. one, well, you know, whatever, but, uh, I didn't have a, I didn't have a scale. I didn't measure it. You know, I'd catch catfish and I'd release catfish and, uh, I got my picture taken with this catfish. I don't even remember by who, and I posted it on Facebook and in my mind, you know, a, a gallon of milk is like what seven point four pounds or something, something like, like that. that. And so, you know, it's like, yeah, how heavy was it compared to a gallon of milk? So I think I wrote seven pound catfish, and I posted it, and you called me out, and you're like, "You sure that was seven pounds?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, son of a, you know, like this dude knows more about fishing than me." And so it's like, it's kind of like, eh, all right. And I, I think I went and edited it, and I think I dropped it to like four pounds. I and thought I, maybe I was no, I wouldn't do that. I was probably bullshit. saying I was probably saying that it was more like ten pounds. I was probably trying. Yeah, to, that's. I, I see what you were doing there. Doing I appreciate that. You know what? More people don't do that than they do. Like they'll they'll they're Ain't quick. That the truth. Ain't they that the quick truth. to call somebody out and be like, that doesn't weigh that much. Instead of being like, hey, you know what? I think you're kind of underestimating that God fish. Dang I, it. I would have, I would have pegged that one as a six pounder right. instead of a four pounder. That net, you're right. That, I'll guarantee you, in the history of Facebook, that's never once happened. I think I'm going to start doing it. It's kind of like you know when we were coming back from Hooked on Hard Water and we were driving along and a semi passed us and Mockington goes, told us I called one of those numbers the one time and told them that How's their dri- driving. Yeah. yeah, told them that their driver was doing a really good job and the people on the other end of the on the other side were just like didn't know what to do right because all it ever is is people calling in and complaining about the drive and nobody ever calls in to say that they're doing a good job so it's kind of like that situation there you know sometimes you got to throw some good compliments out there to people and kind of pump each other up you that we need more of that like we do that is something that's like a pay it forward in the driving or in the drive-through like every time a guy posts a picture or whatever you know they they post on there you know yep yeah, you know, caught a, caught a nice bass, four pounds a day. We just need to write, looks bigger than that. Looks, you know, looks yeah. bigger than that. You, sure you sure that thing wasn't six? Like, that would be fun as hell. I don't I'm, care. Like I want to see people get in an argument about that, about giving good compliments, like trying to out-compliment <laughs> each other. That's what we need to start doing. We need we some need, of it. We're going to put we a Facebook that. post out there, and, and we're just going to – we're going to – Kind of like when they do wrong answers only or whatever like yeah. that. Like, tell me what this is, wrong answers only. <laughs> that fish is big and your eyes really look nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the color, the the gold in that walleye really brings out the color in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new haircut? 
<laughs> Some of it could be like, man, that's a beauty of a fish. It really distracts from your ugly face, but no. <laughs> that's what I would write to you. That's yeah, I know. I would write to you. Uh, apparently, I deserve it for calling you out on that catfish. You've been waiting. You've been I have. kind of building that up. I have. <laughs> I can tell that you've been. I got, kind of got nervous for a second there. I was like, oh, I'm trying to remember. Did I call him out? Like, is he? Is this going to be it? Is this going to be the episode? That is or? not how it even started, <laughs> but I have thought about that before. Not in a bad way, because I truly, like, I mean, looking back now, like that that's one of those deals that deserved to be called called out but uh yeah i i don't know it it was what it was but uh would you ever like slide into somebody's dms and be well, like hey you know dude I, that's an awesome fish but you know some people might really say that it's not going to be like maybe if you had some proof like a picture of the scale or it on the tape measure or something like that how many know. people do you think troy dd had that across all the i mean was was troy Deedee's smallmouth bass uh was that such did he have so much evidence right he off had the, the evidence bat? it's just you like know, we talked about a, a couple episodes ago where like if you shoot a big buck you're gonna call the game warden right away if you think it's gonna be like this record book so people aren't like oh it's illegal i mean they did a great job of documenting everything and yep. getting everything you know squared away there once the proof is there people really can't argue i was gonna say you it. know it, it wasn't like it wasn't like troy posted a picture and said you know pending state you're you know right they waited till everything was verified before they exactly right and and i suppose that's the way to do it uh you know i know a couple years ago um when the largemouth bass had been caught out there in south yep. dakota you know there there was some naysayers on yep. that oh you yeah know, uh, obviously up in North Dakota, um, with that big walleye, you know, that, that potentially was snagged, whether it was or whether it wasn't, that's not what we're here to debate about, but you know, there was a lot of naysayers on that, you know, bah, you know, doesn't look 16 pounds or 17 pounds or whatever it was. Um, I like the people that always sit there and like argue that that's not 15. Have you ever seen, have a you ever seen a 15 <laughs> pound like, walleye? Like honestly, <laughs> right? Right. It's just like. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be dead honest. Like, how many how many people have seen how how many people in the state of South Dakota? Well, the Midwest. How many people covering this listening area? You know that that we focus on here have seen a fourteen pound walleye in real life. Only the people that have caught in a fourteen pound walleye. That's correct. Besides besides fisheries people that net them, those guys have seen some big ones. But just the general pub, public, I mean. It's just going to be the people that have ever caught one and actually waited to say that it was that big because you can see it laying, sitting in the water, but it, you know. Right. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I, heck, I haven't, I don't know. Only I'm, the people honestly, that have put their hands on a 14 I think, I, I think you caught a 26 or a 27 while I was in the boat with you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that thing was like 45 inches. Like, I mean, I was a hundred, I was a hundred ten percent sure that, you know, that was just. You know, that was 30 and 10 and, you know, holy moly. And, you know, then all of a sudden you put it on the tape and it's like, wait, like, you know, like, <laughs> what happened that's, to not, the, that's not what, right. What happened to the other can't be 10 inches? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I, I mean, you know, for those guys that, that really do a lot of walleye fish, when I caught that six pound largemouth bass, I was, you know, I was thinking, holy moly, I got a double digi here. Oh, and, and then, you know, you, you weigh it and it's like, well, you know, I mean, it's still my PB, but you know, holy moly. Uh, I don't know. You know, I guess a lot of those guys that have a lot more experience around big fish, you know, they, they know, 
but uh, it's just crazy though like you know to get back to the whole facebook thing how people just go off on other people about that stuff yep i mean just just i mean if you don't there's a lot of times where we all think it but just keep on going because in the end it's not really worth getting into an argument over because you're not going to change that person's mind you're not going to change the other naysayers or the other people's minds. So. And you just end up looking like an ass on Facebook. Oh, right. It's just like what your brother Eric says all the time about arguing with an idiot. You yep. Know? <laughs> They're going to drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Right. So, yep. I mean, no use in arguing over it. Nope. But there, uh, there's been a lot of big fish been caught here in the last uh, couple weeks. There really has. It's crazy. Like some of the fish that have been getting put out, you know, by different lakes and different tournaments, it's been really nuts. I mean, let's, let's stop and think here. You know, I mean, a Troy DD, you know, right. Cracks, cracks state record, smallmouth bass up there in South Dakota. Um, some of these walleye tournaments, uh, that have been going on around here. There's I been mean, some massive big put on. fish. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's talk about one of the last aim tournaments. I don't remember where it was at. Our buddy Will Pappenfoos, they had two 30-inchers that they caught and released. Well, I mean, that's cookie-cutter 28. Right, but they didn't even win the tournament with really? two 30-inch walleyes. Two 30s. I mean, that's just crazy to think. Right, right. Uh, so, and How big was Chris Miller's? Chris Miller, the other day in Okaboji at a at the TBF Nebraska TBF op- team open, they had like a 6'5". 6'5". Six five. Six and, five. and that was a smallie, and another team had... 25 pounds on five fish and they had a big bass that was like six pounds like in the lower sixes in august in august in up in northern up in minnesota uh, the minnesota team tournament trail thing went on they were up at woman lake i think and the winning team had 27 pounds it took i mean this is just you know a tournament it's not like a like the biggest tournaments in the world it took right, like this 20, is an elite series right, stuff. It it's took not, 20 pounds in the middle of August to even get in the top 20. Yeah, I mean, what, what did you nuts. say? What did you say? Somebody had 20-some 20, 20 pounds and they got 17th or yeah. something? So, I mean, here you're going, you almost got 20 pounds, and you're thinking, all right, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna, sitting we're good. We're cashing you know? a check. Yeah, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be up there for that top five, and also you come in and you're almost 20th? It's like, oh, my God. I mean... I mean, it's just nuts how how many big fish have been getting caught. What do you What do you think it is? Is this? Uh, I'll be the first one to say that I think catch and release is really starting to catch on all the way across the board. Oh, yeah, not, so you do know, I. I mean, even the guys that are going out and catching meals, they're not always keeping their limit. You I know, think, they're they're keeping a few. Yeah, you know, for, for meals, has they're been... not going out day after day after day after day. Right. I I got a feeling that there's less freezer burned fish getting thrown out now than what there were 10 years ago um you know and i think that has a lot to do with the youtube channels i think it has a lot to do with a lot of you know bass fishing is gaining popularity like i i know guys i know our biggest listening uh core is is walleye guys and and you know me and matt give walleye fishing a lot of shit but we love walleye fishing like i love walleye fishing i love carp fishing you know we love all the fishing uh, we, we just love being fishing and, uh, but I do think bass fishing is becoming more popular because you can go out, you catch a whole bunch of fish and you don't got to leave the lake cause you got a limit, yeah, you know, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, yes, they are. They're easier to catch most of the time. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. 
But I do think catch and release is is gaining popularity. I think selective harvest is gaining popularity. I think people are starting to let, you know, let big fish go because they know big fish make more big fish. And and uh, I think more people are starting to understand, like, the benefits of the eater size fish, yep, too. Like, yep. You know, like, you know, we'll keep that 15 to 18 or 15 to 20 inch walleye because, you know, you know, they fry up better. They, you know, they're not as they don't get as mushy and soft as like a bigger walleye does. And I I just think that you're seeing more of that. Is it, is is another thing that's going into this technology and research, you know, obviously we'll take, we'll take one particular, lake. we'll take spirit lake. Uh, I mean, spirit lake is kicking out big fish, you know, last year ice season, you know, they talked about how big, you know, a lot of the fish that, that were being caught out of spirit lake were, well, year after year after year after year, the DNR's fishery biologists are are studying Spirit Lake. They're figuring out what's working on Spirit Lake. They're releasing, you know, walleyes into Spirit Lake. And, and I mean, you got to think that they're getting to know that lake better every single year. You know, right. data and research, you know, is being shared, you know, between all the DNR's in the United States, you know, plus Canada, uh, you know, and, and, and they're figuring out things. But, but one thing that somebody doesn't really realize is, you know, right when you think you got that lake figured out, oh, zebra mussels. Oh, yeah, they change. Oh, it's curly changing. pondweed. You know, all, I mean, just the, it's like anything. The second that you think, ah, you know what, I think we we got this thing dialed in, you know, an irregularly cold winter, an, irre, an irregularly warm winter, yep. early spring, you know. At, yeah, I mean, it, it can even come down to just a up front the day before you're going to go fishing and stuff. Well, that's true too. That's true too. I just think that more people are starting to, you know, trust our biologists and our fishery people that they know, they do know what they're doing. I mean, they do study this stuff They're They know what's going on with those places way more than we do. So you got to trust them and you got to, you know, go along with the process. But again, I think with them, you know, really pushing the selective harvest and, changing their regulations the last few years too has helped helped a ton and and Um, i think yeah maybe maybe too maybe people are starting to figure out fishing a little bit more too is it they're starting to understand it a little bit more so that that you are catching bigger fish uh maybe the is it technology technology, i was gonna say with the live scopes and all the active target stuff maybe people are starting to figure out this game a little bit more i mean it's the learning curve for fishing i think has gone down significantly significantly in the last you know how many years i mean with the technology of electronics uh the way equipment are more people getting out in boats kayaks you know people are getting off the shore and they're catching them so you know i mean obviously fishing is not deer hunting but if, if you would go back 40 years and and look at the technology that was in the hunting industry you know, if it was a compact or a compound bow, you know, it, it was, you know, we weren't talking about ripping fast right. compound bows, yeah. you know, tree stand, you know, I, I'm assuming that there wasn't even ladder stands, you know, it was, people were screwing pegs into the, you know, and going up with probably a homemade, uh, deal. There wasn't, uh, uh, there wasn't trail cameras, you know, right. the, uh, aluminum arrows, you know, that, that were big and heavy and, you know, still feather fletching and, and, you know, all sorts of stuff. 
and technology has evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved and people are, you know, letting smaller deer go, you know, because they're trying to shoot bigger deer. But I don't know that there's more bigger deer being shot now than what there was, you know, 25 years ago, is there? I think so. I think that there's more bigger deer being shot now than what there was. You think so? I think so. Because it's just because of the management of it all. People you think are, you think people it are is? managing it more, and I think that they're. I mean, I or think do we just we see, see it because of Facebook? Both. You know. I mean, that's a I factor mean, too. I, I mean, mean, twenty-five years ago, if somebody would have shot a, uh, you know, two hundred and ten-inch deer two counties over from us, we'd never know no, unless we got right. a cousin living over there. You know, right? And we saw him at Christmas, and he's like, "Yeah, my buddy Dan, you know, freaking shot this monster." Like, no kidding. Yep. I mean, it's not like they were going to show you on a cell phone, you know, a picture of it. You know what I mean? They, well, I mean, that's just as much as it's changed since I was younger hunting and stuff like that. I feel like we see bigger deer around here now than what we did when I was younger. Really? Deer hunting. Oh, for sure. And uh, some of that has to be the way that it's managed now, the way that people hunt now. So, I mean, it goes right into fishing too, I believe. I mean, just... Yeah. I don't know. I think, like you said earlier, with as far as like with the selective harvest and people knowing that more and more people are understanding how important it is to release those trophy fish. Another thing that's been introduced is replica mounts. So now yep. when you do catch those big fish, you don't have to, you know, feel the need to have to keep that big fish to put it up on the wall. You can get that replica made. So I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of different things, a lot of different factors that went into it, and. uh I don't know. It, maybe this year something has to do with all the with how as low as the water is. Maybe it's like congregating all the fish into certain spots. And you you are a fan of the replica mounts, correct? Oh yeah, I like the replica mounts. I know that some people like the fact that no one like that's the fish. That I mean, I I'm fish. that person. Like I as right. as much as I've tried to wrap my brain around a replica mount, I just can't do it. Like. Right. The thought of like, would it be would it be similar to sneaking in in a tree stand, darting a deer, taking a whole bunch of pictures of it, and going and having a replica made of the deer? <laughs> that you know, who knows? Maybe that's the next and, thing. And down letting the it pipe. wake up, you know, and right. like, all right, you know, go go back, you know. The way I the, mean, the way it's going now, pretty soon that's what it will be. We'll have catch and release hunting. how many how many fish do you think are replica mounted on on multiple people's wall oh there's i but see i don't understand that stuff that's just like dudes taking pictures with other people's fish or other people's deer no 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 like how many like you go out and you catch a 31 and a half inch walleye yep. you get a replica mount of it you let that thing go my family's up on you know the same lake the week oh, after right. that, and I catch they, the same fish. All right, that, I want, you know, it's got, there's, but, but, I, I bet you it's happened. Oh, I'm sure it has happened. I mean, but that's just the benefit and the cool thing about catching, why we all catch and release. That's why we always say that we want to release the fish for somebody else to have the opportunity to catch that fish. Yep. So. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a freaking self-centered, I, I don't know. I just. I just I, like the fact too that you know the replica. You just got to it lasts longer. It doesn't start you can take to, it to the car wash and spray it down. <laughs> you can just, yeah, you can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, there is something cool. I mean, I still appreciate the skin mounts. I appreciate like the old ones, like going into those old bait shops and seeing some of those fish and you know the pride people took in it back then. See, here, here's one for you. 
I could literally go out and catch the world record walleye, catch it, go and get a skin mount of it, and if Bass Pro Shops called me up and said, hey, we'll pay you X amount of dollars and we'll get you a replica, all right, that's good. Right. I'll take the replica and X amount of dollars. And it would probably only have to be like 500 bucks, and I'd just be fine with that just because <laughs> I know it. But I don't know that I could release that fish and just get a replica. Like, I got to know. Like, that's weird. Like, really? I, I, it's almost like I just think it's demonic lit- of me. Like, the fact that I need to take that fish out <laughs> of existence. Like, I have to take that fish's life. Like, no, that's, I, I mean, I'm not that type of person like i, know, I mean but... i i let go 99.9 percent of the fish i catch but if i'm gonna put it on my wall like i gotta know that no one else is gonna put that on their <laughs> wall like is that is that childish is that wrong of me like what? i don't think it's wrong i mean it's just each person's opinion i mean to each their own i mean it's just no i don't know you really contemplate you're really thinking your life's decisions right now i don't know you? like i'm i'm thinking about going out deer hunting this year and not buying a tag Some... and just taking a picture of a deer <laughs> and Some... and i'm gonna go down to the taxidermist and i'm gonna say i want a reproduction ma- uh, uh you know i i want a i want a fiberglass replica, replica yeah, yeah. made of this deer and they're gonna say scott are you into the drugs <laughs> and i'm gonna say no <laughs> It goes back to that grumpy old man thing. That somebody, our fish on their wall. <laughs> that's what you, you're thinking of. I've got thing. another person's fish on my wall. Well, that's all right, though. I've got my grandpa's northern pike over there that he caught. My dad was telling me, under underneath of this uh, northern pike mount that I've got over there, it says, like, Sandy Bay Lodge or something like that in Ontario, and my dad was saying, like, that's not even the name of the lodge that they were at. <laughs> that <laughs> my grandpa, like, made it up. It was like in, it was like on, I don't know, Sandy Lake or something like that. And it was like Johnson's Bay Lodge. <laughs> my dad's like, I have no clue what the hell he wrote on there. But, yeah, well, my grandpa decided. And that, yeah, I don't know. They, they were, they... His, his house, they had, like, sold his house. And they, like, my mom and my aunt were like... Yeah, I don't know. You know, you want Grandpa's Pike? Because otherwise, we're probably going to throw it away. I'm like, Pfft. yeah. I mean, a there's a freaking daredevil on that thing <laughs> in in the mount, and so we're not just going to throw that thing away. I should take that thing down and go and catch a fish on it, and then put it back on there. There you go. That'd be badass. That would be. But no, I don't know. I just I I just like the the replica part of it, and just yep. letting the fish go, taking your measurements, and getting some pictures and. The taxidermists now are so good that they can really, you know, put out a pretty badass replica. So. Right. And I know like up there, uh, you know, up in Minnesota, uh, some of the bluegill fisheries, you know, those guys, you know, going into it, like, we'll, we'll catch you a bunch of eight inch eaters, but if you catch something over, yeah. you know, over that size and sometimes you can, you can take measurements and you can get it re replica made, right. but you are not and keeping well, the fish and some sometimes too you might be somewhere like if you're up in canada right and you have no place to put that fish that's that i mean I'm, that's I'm where for that i right I'm, that's I where get in that's, on that. that's where you know it comes into getting like a bunch of pictures and measurements and <laughs> you stuff catch like. a you catch a big old fish like two a day into the trip on a five-day trip <laughs> keeping it keeping it <laughs> so you have snapping turtles in camp <laughs> that's right uh 
I, speaking of DNR doing a proper job of management and, and whatever, uh, I was, I was recently, um, reading an article about devil's lake uh they did some summer netting up there in devil's lake and i'm telling you guys right now if uh if you're looking to take an ice trip this year i think devil's lake might be where you want to go uh they do some some netting in in the middle of summer um and the numbers are are quite astounding uh the walleyes that they caught this year in their net was 32.4 walleyes per net and the long-term average is 21. Um, the eaters that they, what they consider eaters, um, is 15 between, between 15 and 20 inches. Uh, they caught 10.8 compared to the long-term average of 5.7. The white bass were up, um, 11.4 fish per net compared to the long-term average of 5.5 and the yellow perch, which everyone goes up to devil's lake for was 18.3 per net compared to the long-term average of 11.5. It's healthy. It is. And, uh, you know, that lake actually hit its ma- or the, the, the highest it's ever been back in 2011. And, uh, it's gone down seven feet since then. And it really sounds like they're kind they're kind of in the sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, they're what, what I told you before, 145,000 acres. Something like that is what you're saying. That's Holy a lot of acres. Moly. How big do you think Lyon County that's, is? That's a lot of area to try and break down and find fish. I guess that's why they can have those big NWT tournaments and all those things up there is because of that. Oh, for sure. Hold on. I got to figure out how big our total county is. 588 square miles. So don't ask me to do any calculations. Square miles to acres. 588 square miles. It's 376,320 acres. So Devil's our, Lake is is half our county. Yeah, about I don't know, about 5 eighths. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of area. That's a lot of water. No, we'd be on the be about three eighths. Three eighths. Yeah, something like that. A little bit less than half. half. That's pretty. <laughs> can you imagine like going from George, Iowa, over to Larchwood by water? Yeah. <laughs> It'd take a while. Might have that to is. have extra gas along. Man, I got another question for you. Uh, you know, I I know on this show. Uh, we talk a lot about the prices of things. Um, so, so this afternoon, just randomly, I was, I was kind of looking at a bunch of stuff on online, you know, constantly looking at fishing stuff, uh, whatever. And I came across the brand new Rapala R12 fillet knife available at your local sporting goods store. And in this kit, you get a carrying case, one knife, two batteries, and each battery is a lithium ion battery, uh, similar to the same one that you'd put on a cordless drill. Um, 80 minutes of runtime per battery. You get two blades, one six inch or a set of six inch blades and a set of seven and a half inch blades. Um, and this fillet knife has three times more power and two times more torque than the leading competitor. Two times more torque. Like, I mean, you, you pull the trigger, 
you're going to want a wrist brace on because I'm just telling you, this thing will get away from you. Maybe maybe you can get a socket and you can change your tires if you ever blow a tire. You will. You will. I mean, it. there's no end to what you can do with this fillet knife. So I'm not going to lie to you. I was watching a video with uh, Roach. What? Gary or Tom? Tony. 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 Tony yeah. We've got a local guy named Tom Roach. That's how yeah. Matt got uh, that mixed Tom, up. Yeah. But Tony Roach. Uh, and and I'm sold. Like I'm sold. Like I have fallen for this fillet knife hook, line, and sinker. I'm. I mean, I literally turn around, exit out of that YouTube video, type it in, and without a doubt in my mind, I am buying this fillet knife. I like. I literally fillet less than thirty <laughs> fish a whole entire year. But it doesn't matter. Like I've seen it. I want it. You know. I'm thinking about boundary waters trips. I'm thinking about. Uh, uh, you know, up north flying fishing trips, you know, yep. 80 minutes of runtime, two batteries. You know, if I want, I'll buy a third battery. I mean, I could freaking go forever. And boom, hits me in the face. 175 bucks for this damn fillet knife. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I am I am 100% prepared to pay, you know, Around that 80 $100, bucks, 100 yep. bucks, you know, you know, I might even go up to 120 bucks, you know. Maybe I'll watch for it to come on sale. You know, if it's 120 bucks, maybe down at you know 109.99 or something like that. 175 dollars for a fillet knife, and I I mean I get it. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like what in tarnation? Like who the hell is gonna pay that? And you know I get it. If you're a guide, if you're a person that cleans a lot of fish every day, you know, if if you're a guy that goes walleye fishing every single weekend, you're in the market for a fillet knife, and you're like, well, you know, I could buy the American angler one for, you know, $90 or I could double my money and buy this one, I guess, you know, whatever. I mean, I do, you know, it's, it's got three times the power, two times the torque, you know, it, it, I don't know. It sold itself with the, with the statistics, but God dang it. Like that is freaking spendy, man. It really is. I mean, I have, I have to get a new flay knife because I did have a Rapala, one of their lithium ion. How long did it last? It only a few years. Ooh, yeah. I went to use it this year up at the cabin to clean a couple fish and started smelling it. Did you? It didn't. It didn't even turn. Didn't on. even turn on. So I don't know. I plugged in the batteries and you need to bring it over green. to Jeff Cruz and Little Rock Small Engine <laughs> Repair. <laughs> so I I don't know what's wrong with it and uh, but I just got my regular old Rapala flay knife out and flayed i only had a few fish so non-electric non-electric no shit and that away i, I tell you what i it, it was kind of nice to go back just to to that because you still get you can get a, a better flay out of just really the, the knife well i'm glad that the you feel that knife. way i mean I, I think that because you can if it's nice and sharp you can get closer you can get a you know better cut on it and everything like that but i did miss the efficiency of the electric flay knife now when it was working I thought that one was pretty dang good. I thought that it ran really good, but I mean, I guess what's two times now I'm going to be able to clean fish two times faster, even if I don't know how to clean fish, you right. know, like I, I did more torque. That's just what I need because now I'll cut right, cut right, right through right the back, backbone every, every time. time instead of, so, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those deals. I, it's getting a feel for it. There's still people that just love the old Mr. Twister one that you can and That's what I got. In. And that thing. That thing never quits. Right. Like, and I it, mean. You get a really nice flay. I mean, yeah, sometimes I got both a cordless and a cord, cord one. 
and the cord does get annoying getting in the way sometimes it is yep. nice just to be able to have that cordless one and just flip and go and especially if you're cleaning them at a landing or something like that after you just get done fishing uh but i i don't know it better be pretty dang nice and it better last a long damn time well and that's just the thing you know if i'm buying that, that mr twister one for 34.99 and i get one season out of it and the thing dies it's kind of like that yeah well you right. know you get what you pay for right that's what they always say you know I've gotten, I don't know, hell, I've probably gotten three or four years on that. And like I said earlier, I mean, I clean a maximum of 30 fish a year, you know, maybe 50. I don't know. It, it's not much. So, I mean, it's not like I'm putting a heavy strain on this on this fillet knife. But, I mean, after a year or two, I'm thinking this thing's on borrowed time. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's paying me back. And, uh, you know, I'm fine with that. It, it, it's good, you know, uh, I don't know if I would, if I'd lose it on a fishing trip, I, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. You talk about 170, you go out ice fishing and, and you got a fillet knife worth more than your freaking two rod and reel combos. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, you get to the point where, you know, I can buy a Vexlar FL8 or I can buy a new fillet knife. You know I mean? It's <laughs> That's like, true. I mean, let, let's be, I mean, you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I paid $180 for a fillet knife. We're keeping every damn fish that we catch. I'm <laughs> I mean, is a fillet knife the new status symbol? You know, like, I mean, I don't know. When when I when when I'm asking somebody, you know, like, hey, you fish? Yeah, I fish, and and so you're trying to figure out how much they fish, and it's like, what kind of got, fillet knife you running? Yeah, what kind of fillet knife you running? Because because I mean, if well, you're really... if you're the type of guy that's just running, if you're the type of guy that's just running like your grandpa's old like uh berkeley wood handle fillet knife like okay like you know a you're dedicated but you know you ain't cleaning a lot of fish <laughs> but i mean you know all of a sudden you, you okay you know mr twister guy like you're you know you you clean fish but you're a man that loves savings you know whatever <laughs> i mean then all of a sudden you hop up to the american angler you know you're 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 running towards the top and it's like all right you know i'm thinking about a guy that goes out and you know he's catching a limit of walleye a weekend and then you get to the Rapala R12. No fish is safe. No fish. I mean, hide your, hide your wife, hide if, your daughters if, like this if man. you got is, the Rapala R12, you know what you do for fun? You hang out at fish cleaning stations. Yeah, clean other people's fish yep. for free. You yep. pay them to clean their fish. You watch them and you just say, hey, give me one of these. Give me one of those of yours. You, let me see you do yours. And then you're like watch this yep <laughs> there's a holster on your you got like gun holsters on your side like the old wild west you're out there you got spurs clink clink, clink. we uh <laughs> we were over in miller's bay one time with uh with our buddy montag we were with montag and and if there's a freaking blowhard i mean this is the biggest blowhard in the midwest and uh we're over there and he had just gotten a K drill. Like, I mean, this was the year the K drills came out. <laughs> I mean, there was less than five of them on in all of Okaboji. And uh so we're over there and, and there is a guy just freaking pulling his freaking auger, just can't get it started, can't get it started, can't get it started. And Montag like kind of looks at me and like, I mean, this here here's a guy, here's a guy that wants to go and drill some holes. Yeah. And so he did. He ran over there, and he couldn't even wait to drill them holes. And he comes back, and pretty soon he sees, sees another people coming out. And, yep, you know, they, too, have a gas auger. Boom, he's running over there, and he's going to drill them some holes. I bet you he drilled freaking five other parties' holes that day, you know, just because just he had to, just to show that he could. And, 
and I don't, I don't know. He probably sold a freaking K drill out of the deal. Somebody probably went and bought it. I'm like, wow, oh, that yeah. thing's that thing is nice. Look at those chipper blades. But <laughs> nope, uh, old Montag. Maybe maybe that's what we'll have to do. Is instead of you see little kids during the summer with lemonade stands, you'll sit by where people come in on and off the ice and have like a fish cleaning stand. That <laughs> man, I would freaking I would do that. If you're a if you're a fisherman. If you're a fisherman and you're coming off and you see a couple of kids that are offering to clean your fish, I mean, can you, can you snub them? It's t- it'd be tough to, I mean, if you did, I, if you they, attempted people, to snub them, I think all they would have to do is be like, ah, didn't catch them today, huh? <laughs> and then you've got to show them. And then it's like, well, shit, I've already, <laughs> that, I mean, they would have you by the balls. They would have you by the balls. They would say, hey, you know, well, somebody didn't catch them. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, it is cool that you're starting to see more of the bait shops starting to offer that service. Because sometimes that is nice, you know, after a long day on oh, the ice. Oh, for sure. Just running over there and dropping them off and having some, having some food or having a few drinks or something like that. And then going back and getting your fish. So. Oh, yeah. I, I don't That's, know. I That's, just, I'm just not. I just... I'll clean fish. I hate cleaning fish. I know. I, I'm not a big fan of it. The only thing I hate worse than cleaning fish, dentist. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's just like, I like eating fish sometimes, so I'll clean them. You know, my wife doesn't eat fish, so I I bet you there has not been wild fish cooked in this house in probably three years. Really? And I, I have see. a fishing podcast. <laughs> like, what the f- well, you're all about the catch and release. That's right. Well, let That's what I got to tell myself. Let somebody else fry them for you. Yeah. Yeah. Let somebody else clean them. Let somebody else fry them. You'll eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right I'll eat them. Ah, there's nothing better than a good old fish fry. I, I mean, I love good, what, good what's fresh the, fried what, fish. What's your, like, ideal fish fry? Like, what, you know. Beer battered shore lunch. Okay, you like the beer battered shore yep. lunch. A bunch of, uh, like, sliced up, uh, really thin sliced potatoes. Maybe a couple slices of onion in there and whatnot, and fried, All like right. and and like crispy fried. Yep. Baked beans, potato salad or coleslaw, and a big old tall root beer. Wash it down. That's a freaking shore lunch right there. Like that. Well, that that is. I mean, that is. A good if one. you eat that in the evening, you're catching <laughs> limits the next morning. There's, it is. What's it's yours? My shore lunch or my you can't, uh, fish don't fry? Be, don't be no, thinking I'm about not, copying me. I no, know I'm you're not. thinking about copying me. You know, for a long time we did do the beer batter, the pancake batter fish, but lately oh, no. I've been no, I've been going into the, like the like the dry, like the Cajun, uh, Louisiana style. Jeremy K had that dry rub yeah. that was damn good, right? And I've really enjoyed that. Just not only from the fact of the eating wise of it, I like the you know the texture and the taste of it. But also, like, how easy it is to put together. You don't have to make a batter, and the batter can get really messy, and it's just a big mess by the time you're done frying fish. This, you can just throw it, throw the coating into a Ziploc bag. You throw the fish in there, shake it up, and put it right in the grease and go. I like that. Um, I like to take, like, I like fried potatoes. You know, not just, not in the deep fryer with where the fish is but if you have like a cast iron skillet, yeah that's what i was saying that's what you were saying yeah them are okay. good huh right oh yeah i'm go with fish but uh 
Yeah, but you can't, like you said, you can't go wrong with like baked beans along with it. Uh, or like grilled potatoes in the tin foil on yeah, the grill. That's always good, yep. too. You know, sometimes. But it's got to be crispy. So, like, right. I mean, sometimes I want right to burn them. Just to get some french fries and just throw some french fries in there with them. And, I never met a fry I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Once you start frying stuff, you can pretty much throw anything in the fryer and it's going to probably th- turn out decent. Name one thing with fry in it that you don't like. <laughs> I mean, oh, think about I, all the good fries. Right. French fries. Hayden fry. Uh, <laughs> People are like, Hayden fry. Hayden, Hayden fry. fry. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, no. That... I don't know. Uh, ice fishing, Matt. It's the, it's... Uh, it, as, much as, uh, as much as guys like you do not want to uh, admit it, a uh, couple of the evenings here, uh, we've been having to throw some sweatshirts on and... Uh, Cooler weather's around the corner, and I did see that Striker Ice uh, dropped some new ice gear uh, last week. Uh, I'm assuming of... sometime this Friday afternoon or Saturday, Clam will be dropping theirs. Uh, I mean, of, I think a lot of the ice stuff is going to start hitting the market here now, right? And uh, I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of the open water stuff is now coming for sale at the bait shops and, you know, at the shields and, yeah, and whatever of the definitely. world. Definitely. If you're looking for equipment, now's the time to buy for open water. I mean, because, A, there's still a lot of open water fishing to be had. But maybe at the beginning of the year, you know, maybe that $120 rod that you, uh, that's just a little too steep for me, might be marked down to like 80 bucks right now. So, yep. you know, go and find those deals. There's deals to be had out there. Go get them. Do you have something that you're looking to buy going into this ice season? Ice season? You know, I've really considered selling my shack and getting a different one. I also am going to be getting a new shack this year. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now, I'm going to go with something a little bit bigger. Oh, yeah? Yep. I, uh, um, Does that mean you're going to start bringing the commander more when you go? I'm hoping to. Fishing, I, so. I would really like to. Uh, I, I, I would like to do that. Um, I don't – last year, Grady got a one-man shack, yep. and I might go with a bigger two-man shack and then also downsize myself to a one-man. Or maybe I would keep this uh, keep this small two-man uh, and, and, and take that on early ice or, you know, on a spot where I know I'm going to pull and not – but uh, I, do, I do want something a little bit bigger, something that can fight off the wind a little bit more and mm-hmm. – um, little bit more room to maneuver in yeah i i mean i i've i've been known to do the worm uh, you know <laughs> break dance uh um, cha-cha slide and and other things like that Take while naps. in the shack yeah i mean <laughs> work hard fish hard nap hard everyone knows that you usually put a table up and you got a pretty good spread of food in there so I mean, that's all that's you can really, eat buffet and, and say, cards on the other end you want a full buffet instead of a half buffet in your yep. shack so no it's like you said, it's there's a lot of deals to be had. Uh, you know, that's one thing. And I, the ice, the ice shows are right I around mean, the not, corner. Not that far away, guys. I, I mean, know. come We're November, almost, right? I mean, it football's going to be. I mean, preseason's already started, and yep. and uh, um, did you see that fight out at the Los Angeles Rams? Or no, I didn't. Oh see my that. god! First first game that they're allowed to come back after COVID and. I mean, we are talking fist fights, bloody faces. Like, it's if if you're listening to this right now, go look up Rams fight. Just type, go on YouTube and type in Rams fight, and holy moly, 
but uh nope uh i don't know I, ice fishing is around the corner uh um i'm actually going to be heading up to clam pro day uh nice uh this this episode is going to be dropped on a tuesday morning tuesday evening me and grady and craig oiler and his son trevor are going to be heading up uh um think that we're going to spend the first day fishing with scott merwin Woo! after that we're going to go to uh mr dave genz's place and we're going to do a little fishing over there with uh the godfather uh and then we're going to go to clam pro day and then we're going to come back and uh not gonna lie i'm slightly jealous i'm slightly <laughs> jealous of my damn self <laughs> you know craig craig has invited me i believe two times to come and fish with gens and uh one time kayla decided that she ought to get covid and uh going to labor yeah so that that one got uh, thrown by the wayside and the other time uh, just some stupid stuff happened and, and i wasn't able to so i'm just kind of sitting here like what's gonna go wrong like i'm Nothing. just waiting for my house to don't start think, on fire don't think you gotta think good thoughts good thoughts good thoughts good thoughts like state record fish i just hope you catch fish and you get to post them so i can say you sure that's three pounds do it <laughs> well i thought that we had agreed that it was going to be like three that looks like five. From now on, that's all I'm going to do. That's, I'm, when we're done recording this, I'm going to go on. The first thing I'm going to do is find, find a fish picture and be like, are you sure that that's not bigger than five pounds? If if you do that, if, if you do that, you go underneath of somebody's fish page and, and, and somebody posts a picture of a fish and they have a weight or a length and you say, are you sure that thing looks bigger? Screenshot it and send it to us. And I don't know, I'll probably throw you in a drawing for some t-shirts or something <laughs> like that. Like, we're going to do something. I, I don't know. We just came up with this, but we're going to do something because, I don't Send know. Send you a sticker. I will. Every single one of you. Hell, I'll go get freaking 500 stickers printed tomorrow <laughs> if, if that's what it's going to take. I think that'd be funner than hell. Uh, no, but yeah, Clam Pro Day. So, I'm assuming Friday afternoon, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Saturday um, I would think the new clam stuff should start, uh, unveiling on Facebook and everywhere else. And so, uh, keep your eye out for that. But, uh, you know, and everybody's going to go <clears throat> hog wild nuts and then have to wait for two or three months before. Right. Right. That's, that's what happens. That's what happens. So, um, yeah, there, no, there's still a lot of deals to be had with the open water stuff. So, uh, uh, don't go crazy. It's, it's going to be quite a while yet, but, um, Matt, do you have a good news story? Well, Do you, you have something else you want to talk about before we go into? I'm 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 good. Okay, good news story. Mine, I, you know, you said it. Football season is here. You know, our high school has been practicing here. It's fun to get down there and check everything out. We start middle school practice next week. Kind of gets into full swing, so I'm getting excited about that. Yeah, uh, you, you know, bet. Should be a fun year. Uh, one of our avid listeners. Coach Corey Brandt at Boyden Hall Rock Valley. Is that yeah. first game out of the gate? It is. Oh, geez. Yeah, down in Hall, we I believe is where in Hall. Yep. Oh, so we got to go down there. Maybe him and I need to put a little wager. On I that. think <laughs> I think that there should be some sort of side bet, Corey. Uh, I I don't know what kind of side bet we could do. Hell, you can probably get in freaking trouble. You are right. We better not even say having that. a fun bet, <laughs> right? But no, I mean it, it's fun. It, it you know football season's here. It's another thing that I love. I love coaching football. So you know that's kind of my good news story. We're 
if Central ago. Lion beats Boyden Hall Rock Valley, Corey, you have to shave a handlebar mustache and rock it for the rest <laughs> of the season. Uh, it'd be interesting to see him in a handlebar mustache. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm, I think he's going to attract a little extra attention with a handlebar mustache, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Yours? Uh, uh, my good news story this week is going to go out to my neighbor, Jeremy Kay. Uh, last night or the night before, uh, Jeremy Kay was down in the local park. He had brought uh, some other neighbors here down fishing. They they wanted to learn how to fish, so Jeremy brought them down there. Uh, big Drew Clawson caught himself a northern pike. Uh, uh, Jeremy said that he caught himself a smallie. My neighbor guy, uh, my other neighbor, he caught himself a smallie. I think... His son caught a fish, so uh, um, no, it's cool to, you know, I don't know, three, three, four years ago, you know, Jeremy really didn't fish, and so, you know, you, me, whatever, we all kind of brought Jeremy out fishing, and, and now he learned, and now he's he's, he's turning around and, and teaching the next person, and hopefully, uh, you know, they light a fire in that family up the road, and uh, hopefully then, you know, they turn around and, and get another family fishing, and you know, hopefully that's a that's a cool bond that you know father and sons you know in in multiple families uh, uh you know can pass along to each other just because you know Jeremy started yeah so I don't know that's that's the hope and uh, I had something cool the other day happen down at the river when I was down there fishing uh, my cousin Ethan and his buddy Jonathan that are always down there yep. fishing uh, they're fishing and I'm standing there we're all kind of flipping each other some crap uh all of a sudden jonathan is up on the stepping stones and he starts going oh oh you know i got one and we look over there and that's what it looked like we saw it come up out of the water we thought okay it's a branch it's got a branch and he's reeling in all of a sudden here pretty soon i hear him both hooping and hollering over there like a bunch of commotion i turn around and i look he had snagged a pole another fishing rod reeled it in fish on it that had a carp on it Shut and up. Pretty soon they're sitting there battling this carp and they got it in and they're just like, yeah. So he got a carp and a new rod. <laughs> yep. So that that was pretty cool oh, to man, see. That's and, awesome. And that was a lot of fun to have those guys doing that. That's way awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good time. You bet. Um how about how about uh our buddy Scott Mockintoon? <laughs> Alligator Gar Mockintoon? On his birthday. Big Texas. That's <laughs> Big what we're gonna Tex. call him. Big Texas. <laughs> The big gar. Texas, yep. He big got gar. himself alligator gar. He got himself a bunch of big crappies. He went out bass fishing on Lake Fork. Yeah. Just big Texas. Yep. <laughs> big Texas mocking tune. Old son. Old son. Um, nope. As far as uh, uh, a guest goes, you know, obviously on this show, we did not have a guest. Um, we have talked to Drake Hurd, um, NWT angler, um, uh, walleye guy. Uh, from up in the Alexandria area, and um, I don't know if he'll be on this coming episode or the one after that, but uh, he is coming down the pipe. Um, he actually said that uh, he, he listens to the show in his shop sometimes, so that was really cool to hear. Um, I did reach out to Tom Bowley, uh, to which I got the cold shoulder. So uh, I don't know if, if anyone listening uh, has gotten in with Tom Bowley, tell him like, Hey, you know, and, and it could be, you know, I sent out a message. I saw that he looked at it and he didn't get back to me. Maybe he was out fishing and, uh, looked at it and thought, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'll get back to him later. Maybe Tom Bowley just doesn't want to do it. 
I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh, we'll keep after it. We will, hopefully. You know, I'd, I'd like to get him on because he was the overwhelming favorite uh, when we asked about favorite YouTube channels. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, is what it is, I guess. Uh, we do got Drake Hurd coming on, and I think that's a big get. So, yep. um, yeah, I guess with that, uh, we'll see you next week on episode 136. You got anything else? That's it. You had that look in your eye like you were about to drop a bomb. (laughs) Maybe off air. (laughs) Off air. All right. Talk to you guys later.